Welcome to Inside the Talbot Approach podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Harding. This new podcast is an inside look at the power of the Talbot Approach, an approach to working with playing-related problems such as discomfort, tension, pain, and injuries. Through firsthand experiences and discussions with some of the premier teachers of this approach, we'll be sharing how pianists at various stages of learning the piano have benefited and grown through applying the Taubman approach. Sponsored by the Galansky Institute. The Galansky Institute is on a mission to provide cutting-edge instruction to pianists based on the groundbreaking work of Dorothy Taubman. If you're interested in learning more about the Taubman approach, be sure to check out the show notes of this episode and follow links to sign up for our newsletter, to stay up to date with all that the Institute offers, including their premier subscription service that allows you to take lessons on the Taubman approach from anywhere. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we welcome Eden Agronaut Maged to Inside the Taubman Approach. Welcome, Eden, to Inside the Taubman Approach. Glad to be here. Wonderful. And you're calling from London today, I understand. What is happening in London for you? So, I'm studying here since 2019. Oh, wow. Uh, and what, what school are you at in, in, currently in, in London? I'm at the Royal Academy of Music. So this is the first year of my master's degree. Oh, that's fantastic. And you grew up in Israel? Yes, I did. In what part of Israel did you grow up in? In Jerusalem. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So the founder of the Golansky Institute, Edna Golansky, was also born in Jerusalem, uh, which is which is a neat uh, coincidence here as we begin this interview. Um, and you came across the Taubman approach uh, through studying with Bob Durso, who is a leading expert in our uh, Golansky Institute. Uh, how did you come across Bob? So I remember it was a few years before I actually sent an email to ask for his help. I heard uh, an interview with him that is not up now, but uh, it was very interesting. I could notice he's very humble, but yet he had things to say. And... Uh, he was challenged with questions, and he had answers. So I thought, ah, that's interesting. Yeah, and so you found him online uh, in a video kind of format. What prompted you to send an email to Bob Durso? So at the time, I was injured, and uh, I realized that without changing the way I play, nothing is going to change. Uh, at that time, I got the tapes, and 
after four tapes, I understood, ah, there's really something here. And after four and a half, I understood, ah, I cannot do it myself. So then I decided to ask for help. Indeed. And can you describe to our audience the extent of your injury? It was not a small injury. In other words, this was a significant injury that you were trying to trying to uh, solve. Yes. So I think uh, without any intervention, this would have been the thing that could stop me from pursuing uh, music through the piano. Uh, I had uh, a combination of tennis and bow and tendonitis, and uh, the pain was not was quite unpleasant. But I could live with the pain. But my playing started to get worse with the pain. Yeah, and and a lot of. Uh inhibit inhibiting factors i'm sure began to arise as you experience those kinds of serious injuries tendonitis and and tennis elbow and so you got the the taupin tapes began to go through those taupin tapes you got to four and a half <laughs> and you said oh my goodness i need help to pursue this uh, this approach. And so you reached out to Bob Durso at that point. Yes. Now, when you reached out to, to Bob, you were actually probably, I'm, I'm guessing preparing for a major competition. Uh, not at that time. Not at that time. Okay. I was starting to think about this direction, but yes. Okay. So you were beginning to think through the possibility of competing, but the injury was so uh, significant that you needed help to, to uh, begin to heal from this injury and then to expand the possibilities of your playing uh, as a young pianist. So what happened kind of in that first encounter with Bob and those first in, first lessons with Bob? And this is, this is online, right? This is during kind of the pandemic. So actually this was just before, so February, oh. 2020. So just a few weeks uh, before everything happened. So I was lacking that regard. Wow. And so what were the, those lessons, those first lessons like? So we began kind of from the beginning, starting to learn the piano again. So the weeks before, I'm playing uh, Schumann Symphonic Etudes and Chopin Concerto. And then I start with... How high should I sit? How should I just play a single note? And then acquiring more and more skills so I can get back to music. At what point did you begin to experience relief um, 
symptom wise from the, from from tendonitis and ten and tennis elbow at what point did you begin to experience some kind of relief from the pain so um, the injury was not so bad that I couldn't function in daily life but uh, the playing it would start after one minute and persist after I stopped playing uh, because I used an alternative strategy of playing after even two and a half weeks with Bob uh, I could return to playing without feeling significant pain so it was very interesting because I could feel that the muscles are still inflamed so it took them time a few months to fully heal but I could play at that time without the pain because I was not using the same motions. Indeed. So it gave, it gave your arm and uh, elbow a chance to, to begin to heal and to utilize the Taubman approach uh, along that journey of, of healing. But since you uh, studied with Bob, you've had a remarkable uh, piano career, um, a competition winner, not just a competition participant, but a competition winner in, in the uh, J.S. Bach competition. Um, how much uh, further along were you with Bob when you entered into that competition? Um, so that the competition itself was July 2022. So about two years. Two years. And, you know, when people think about playing the music of Bach, we think about independent voicing. So what was that like to sort of relearn how to play Bach with the Taubman approach and did the music get better for you? Uh, I believe so. So it gave me new tools, but also challenges. So one thing Bob says is that if you change the motions, it would be better, but not magical yet. You have to retrain your kinesthetic sense. So sometimes you want to achieve something you achieved before, but now in a completely different way. I feel, I feel now I can have a more variety of touch, which is important. As you say, Bach music is consisted of many voices. Each has a voice of its own. So it's important. Oh, that's fantastic. And so where you're at now in your piano journey, entering into a master's program in London, um, what would you say to folks that are curious about the Taubman approach, but yet a little bit hesitant? Um, maybe they've heard about different aspects of the Taubman approach that they really just can't believe. They have to sort of suspend their belief system just a little bit 
to even sort of engage in the Taubman approach. What would you say to folks like that that are curious about it, that are interested? How, how would you encourage them to, to pursue the Taubman approach? I think when you hear the information, it's very logical and kind of brings away some optimism to how we can improve. Uh, I think the crucial thing I understood when I watched the second part of the fourth day uh, is that I really, I can't do it by myself. So in some way you have to run the experiment. You need someone to guide you through the process. And the way it is taught, uh, the teacher is guiding you step by step. Uh, you don't have to invent the wheel. But unlike some other subjects, there's kind of no substitute to help. I think that uh, some of the best teachers they can give you a, a taste of it. I think Taban was a master of it, kind of to give you a gateway drug experience to the approach. Uh, and that can convince you, ah, okay, this, I, no one's told me this before and it makes a big difference. Yes, and there are so many resources at galanskiinstitute.org where you can see many of our master teachers at work uh, through our streaming service and sort of get a taste on our YouTube channel of what is possible at the various stages of learning the piano through the Taupin approach. Uh, it's quite remarkable. And then, I mean, you're at the highest level of piano playing uh, in the world, and yet you were able to find just an incredible, eye-opening, creative pathway uh, through the Taubman approach. In what ways are you still learning now uh, in studying with with Bob Durso, what kinds of things are you exploring right now? Um, in learning a piece and also in learning a craft, uh, sometimes the last few steps are in a way the most difficult because you are uh, confronting the more complex problems. And uh, they're unforgiving. It's not good enough it, for it to be 80%. There is a very palpable difference when something is almost there and really there. And uh, at the beginning also we worked just uh, to keep me healthy. And then, and now we have the time to work on the music and to see how this problem-solving mindset transfers to playing music and to art. Indeed. And it is a holistic approach. 
um, in learning how to make music at the highest level, regardless of where you're at professionally, regardless of where you're at uh, musically, to make music at the highest level. That's the, that's the goal. That's the, the, the genius of this work, that it opens up those possibilities for everybody who's studying this approach. Um, when you share with other pianists in your circle uh, about your journey, what's kind of their reaction? What's kind of their reception of, of your story? Um, what, what kind of conversations do you end up having as you share your journey with other pianists? It's really telling when you uh, share this work with other people. Uh, the work doesn't uh, invalidate the other things that we know and the important things we learn elsewhere. But sometimes there are contradictions and it's sometimes uncomfortable and sometimes actually inspiring. Uh, people don't know what to make of it at the beginning. And some are really drawn in and some are kind of suspicious. Yes. Uh, and we have all had those kinds of conversations to say, really, is this, is this something that, you know, we can sort of invest our lives into um, as musicians, uh, our musical lives into so that we can grow as musicians and grow as human beings? Is this something that's going to, going to last or is it something that we're going to run up against the wall and that's it. You know, the, the show's over, the, the curtain is pulled up and there's, there's the wizard, so to speak, uh, behind the curtain, uh, wizard of Oz style. Um, but so far so good. And in the, all the stories and the interviews that we've conducted here on the inside the Talbot approach have pointed to the remarkable, remarkable benefit uh, of studying this work. So you personally, Aden, you're not seeing any kind of barriers or limitations to your own artistic expression, are you? Uh, yeah, but uh, every time I discover something new, I see ah, I'm still learning, I'm a student, I I have to be patient and I see there's a long way in front of me. Which is wonderful. And you've already accomplished so much. So where can folks find out more about your career and more about your journey? Maybe uh, my next step is uh, getting better those things. I have a very small YouTube channel, channel but uh, in need of expanding. Well, wonderful. And we will include all of the wonderful links for Aden on the show notes of this 
wonderful episode. And we're going to have to have you back then in, in, in the near future, just to continue to follow your progress and journey in the Taubman approach as it applies to you studying, going out and winning competitions and recitals and concerti all over the world. So congratulations to you and, and thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you.